0: Listener production. where the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast.
1: Have you ever fallen out of a helicopter, Alex Dyson? No, I wasn't on this season's uh, <laughs> S- I wasn't S- on this S- series S- of SAS <laughs> Australia. No, Matt. No, well, I wasn't- I wasn't there with Bryn and Yana and everyone.
2: Spare a thought for um, Liam Gallagher. Look, he oh. fell out of a fell out of a helicopter. He reckons he face planted after falling out of a helicopter. He posted it on his Twitter. So check this out. I fell out of the helicopter last night. You couldn't ride it. All good. Who said rock and roll is dead? Keith Mooney, your drum skin out. Come on, you know Liam Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> I said that like I read it, and that's how it's written. All yeah, right? for sure. that was a
1: tweet from Liam Gallagher. Just need an accent. Um, that's. That's interesting. How big was the fall? Was the helicopter flying high? He's got a few scratches on his hair,
2: on his face. It doesn't look like his nose is completely broken or like, you know, he's not he doesn't have like purple eyes or anything. But uh yeah, look, I'm guessing that he was filming a video clip because he said that footage would appear in his next music video. Oh, so no. There ya go Well if
1: I got into another fisticuffs with my brother I'd just say I fell out of a helicopter as well If uh, <laughs> Noel gave me one After some more disagreements No, wish him all the best in the recovery Not the best week for him Falling out of a helicopter And also, what'd you tell us Wonderwall got in the Rolling Stone countdown Up in the 90s or something
2: Yeah, 95 I think it was Absolutely unbelievable But, as Bron liked to say Just before we started this show uh, Go on Bron. Go on <laughs>
3: I don't want say this it. on the record.
1: No, say it. Say it.
3: Like, did he have a wonderful?
1: That's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm stepping out. John's <laughs> going to be hosting this podcast from now on. This is it. Um, we hope you are well. Hope you have an awesome weekend. We've got plenty to come, including producer Bron being back for some click fish. We'll also be getting the expert word on Matt O'Kine's toast diet. It should be fun. It's all day breakfast. Hope you're doing well. Here we go, here we go,
3: here we go. Matt and Alex,
2: all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, we're... Slowly crawling out of this lockdown situation for um, the two bigger eastern states.
1: Yeah, I always wonder what it's like for you listening, um, if you're not stuck in the um, the old lockdown blocks. Um, and we talk about those kind of things. You're like, things are fine. We're going all right. <laughs> We're killing it here in, you know, Geraldton Mandura or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Never even
2: thought about it. Yeah, you probably you probably don't even own a mask. <laughs> It Let would, alone be, there would be something five fascinating. different ones. Yeah,
1: fascinating about just looking into the the fish tank that is this podcast at the two, actually, the two gentlemen. Yeah. Like you'd be looking through that one way mirror, and you're <laughs> like, you are like police interrogators, and we're sitting in this room <laughs> with just, just a desk in front of us. Watching people slowly move, yeah.
2: lose their mind.
1: Think he's going to break? It's like, <laughs> I don't
4: know.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you think that you have been. Quite literally affected by lockdown the like by COVID the least of anyone in the
1: whole world. Yeah.
2: Then please get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. But look, tell you what, this has been the day, day in, day out of my life for the last nine weeks or yep. 12 weeks now. Okay, when you got a kid, especially a two-year-old, this is your life, right? Yep. You go to the park in the morning, you go home for lunch. They sleep for a bit, then you go back to the park. That is that is the entire day. I'm telling you, man, every day of our lives. If it's not me doing yeah. it with Sophia, it's
1: Belle doing it with
2: Sophia. And on the weekends, it's both of us doing it with Sophia.
1: <laughs> okay? so- oh, man, I would for a walk on the weekends, went past the Botanic Gardens. The amount of people on that track... It was Because it's the only thing you can do. It was absolutely pumping. It was like in a backyard. You know, a dog runs around a backyard so much it, like, you know, creates its own path. It was just like I've got a feeling it's just going to slowly sink in this hole because of the amount of yeah, feet going it's, it's on cutting, it. it. it's cutting <laughs> a big sinkhole into yeah, the gardens. Exactly. The whole thing will drop into the middle earth. Like when people shoot up in a circle at a roof above them and the, someone falls down on a... <laughs> I don't know. You see how mad so, we're getting? This is what's going on. These so, are the analogies we're making.
2: So I see. So you see dads around the place. You know, it's similar to me. It's a Sunday morning shit. I see dads I, see dads. I see dads. I see dads. So I saw a dad uh, last weekend. He had two kids with him, right? Yep. And now you're just sort of following your kids around the play stuff so yep. that they don't fall off it, hurt themselves, blah, blah, blah.
1: You're giving him pushes on the swing.
2: Anyway, he had the, the set up going. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> it was.
1: helicopter parent. I'm going to let my kid face plant at every opportunity. The <laughs> yeah, boy must le- learn. You've got to
2: learn. <laughs> um, so... This dad was standing at the... This dad had two pa- two kids with him, all right? That's already more difficult than just, just having the one immediately too. But he had, he had both swings. So little little tiny like baby sort of in one swing and then toddler in the other swing. Yep. Okay. He's Le- p- pushing them both.
1: Left and right With push. one
2: hand. Okay, so just alternating the push. Oh, the forehand and the backhand. Yeah, forehand, backhand, <laughs> forehand, backhand. Because he couldn't use both hands because... Had the phone in one hand, right? Yeah. So he had the phone in in one his left hand. He's doing the forehand, backhand, pushing, alternating the pushes with the other. And I'm like, I wonder what that guy's doing Why over did there. He doing the double push. He just stood there for ages, and then suddenly he goes, yes, yes, and he starts punching the air, right? And I overhear some commentary, and he goes, "Messi,
4: Messi's gone, Messi's oh. gone,"
2: <laughs> and so I realize. That he's, that he's watching some sort of live soccer <laughs> as he's giving them both alternative pushes. Watching and he just, La
1: Liga or something. <laughs> yeah, and he
2: wasn't <laughs> looking up for a second the whole way through. And I think if I remember correctly, because I heard the, um, the commentator talk about Argentina. Yeah. And so you know, Brazil had that game with Argentina cancelled, and I think it was possibly the rematch,
1: right? Because
2: they were they were they weren't doing the, the protocols, yeah, for um for COVID the first time, so they had to pull everyone off the field,
1: and then yeah, so then so he was watching they, he was but watching the footy, and you were dadding but you were watching him.
2: Yeah, well, I was like. <laughs> He's giving me ideas. I was like, mate, I should be getting the getting the games up. You know, maybe wearing the VR the VR headset while I'm on <laughs> at the playground.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, your your morning got a little bit messy, but not the football player. It's just <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah exactly. Sophia
1: spilt some yogurt. So
2: it just made me think when like because I was like. I was like, why wouldn't you just wait? But then I realized, you know, if it's World Cup qualifiers, he yeah. cares about his team. It's 11 a.m. They're probably playing at nighttime over there or whatever. He must, you know, you, you, gotta you do just it. don't want to miss it. Oh,
1: the amount of times you've ha- I've had one eye on the sport while things have yeah. been going on. It's got to be done. <laughs> well, that's it. So it made me think, though, because Belle was, has been obsessed with the,
2: with the Bachelor as well and the, mm. the grand finals coming up, but, you know, the final episode. And she's like, I can't miss the final. I can't miss. So there must be so many things that you're like, I'm wondering, when have you just...
1: What couldn't you miss? Yeah, well, yesterday watching Insiders on ABC started on my. Like, I need a shower. Took it on the phone in the shower. I popped. <laughs> <laughs> I popped the. Um, insiders. I popped it. I popped it on the candle. And started watching it while Sorry, I was on a shower.
2: Insiders.
1: On the scented candle. I suck up on there. You don't need to watch
2: Insiders live, mate. <laughs> That's
1: what I thought, but I'm like, oh will just watch the start of it. Then, then I won't have to re- remember <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> Mate, you got to be on top of it. The po- politics. Oh, we had the old submarine deal. They ripped it up last week. <laughs> we talked about it. Wanted to see what Speezy had to say. Anyway, oh that was big. God. What about you, producer Bron? You got any uh, any moments where you've had to have one eye on the screen?
3: Uh, I don't know if I have, but my partner definitely has. My birthday's always around um, AFL finals time and it's happened on more than one occasion when we're at my own birthday dinner and my boyfriend has the the phone on the table watching no. his team play
1: does Please. not even have the respect to put it under the level of the table it's sitting on it you got to you got to put it on like the knee underneath the level so no one can see that you're looking down at that <laughs> How about that, Bron? Rude. And do you, do you um, mention anything? Yeah, of course. All <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the whole time, I can't believe it.
1: Oh, it is a little bit rude of you to put your birthday party on the night that the Tigers are playing. I'd say, poor old Steve there. But look, let us know when. Um, <laughs> when have you had to have one eye on the screen? When have you had your full attention? What uh, What have you had to divert from? That's uh, That's pretty good stuff.
2: At mattdonan. get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, when you think of the Mount Rushmore of diets, okay, you've got a couple of faces on there. You've got Adkins. Okay, you've got Paleo. Mm. Um, got Keto. You've got Keto. And that fourth position has been up for grads for a while. Okay. And I think last week we, we found a new face to add to that. And it is the beautiful mug of one Matthew Ajete O'Kine, who revealed that he came up with an absolutely groundbreaking diet in high school. You were a youngster and you came up with this, Matt.
2: Look, I didn't know, I didn't understand food nutrition. Okay. I just thought that if I ate only toast <laughs> all day, every day for a week. I would lose weight, okay. I was feeling the pressures mm. of our, you know, the mainstream media's sex obsession, <laughs> squashing the dreams of the, you know, the the average boy down into the size of a squished can. You know, I I, I was, I was feeling the brunt of society's obsession mm. with, with just the human
1: body and shape. Yeah, and you. Took that shame and you popped it in the toaster. How did it work, man? How did this go for you?
2: It, well, I mean, I tell you what. In the long term, it didn't work. Uh, but at the time, I can't even remember. It didn't work. I mean, I got in, I got laughed at by my friend Ashley. I remember uh, her laughing at me because she said that's the exact opposite of what you should do. So look, did you drop the, Did you,
1: you drop the kilos though? I honestly can't. I don't think so. If you did drop the kilos, would the kilos land butter side down? <laughs>
2: I mean, for one, I was playing sport every day of my life. I didn't yeah. need to diet it anyway. Yeah, it, you know, I was healthier than I've ever been in my whole life. I don't know what the hell I was thinking.
1: Yeah, it is one of those ones. Um, very difficult to to think about when it comes to losing weight. You don't always have to try to stay healthy. It's it's very difficult. But we thought that we would run this toast diet through its paces uh, by bringing in a nutritionist who was help help going to help us decide whether this there's something to this it's a big hello to Allison
0: hello how are you doing not too bad. Well, Allison. we're good,
2: Allison. And I mean, it's taken me twenty years to confront this uh, genius idea <laughs> that I had of eating all toast for a week to try and lose weight. Um, Look,
0: I, I have a few thoughts regarding the all toast diet. All
2: right, okay. Bear now, in mind that it would eat, would it have to be white bread or multigrain. Okay, I'm none of this whole meal. I'm not into it.
0: Okay, so no whole meal. So w- was it yeah, like white toast, multigrain? Did you have a mixture of it throughout the day? Was there butter? Was there jam? Was there? Oh, there was
2: butter. All right. Lots <laughs> okay. Okay. Butter.
0: Salted or unsalted.
2: Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, Alison. What is unsalted butter but merely the the whiff of a dream of nothing, okay? I've I've had I've had breaths of air with more flavor than unsalted <laughs> butter. Look, it's
0: the disappointing, like, um, (laughs) consolation prize that you find in the fridge when you're desperate for a piece of toast with butter on it that your mum's got there that she was going to use for baking, but it's just this sad little nub.
1: Well, that's the thing. Is there a stick of unsalted butter that hasn't been purchased accidentally? I just... (laughs) (laughs) Like, people got their colours wrong. They didn't read it correctly.
4: Oh, damn
2: it. But anyways, look, tell me, what are we thinking of the all-toast diet? Realistically, what would have happened to my body?
0: Oh, um, how many people oh, of Oh, wait, 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 we day? should say, sorry, what's your, what are your qualifications? Um, so I'm a clinical dietitian. I have a master's in nutrition and dietetics.
2: Okay, amazing. So a bit more than I had
1: as an 11-year-old, <laughs> as a 16-year-old I, you know, soccer player.
0: I reckon we're pretty equivalent, maybe just a little bit, a <laughs> little bit more.
1: For sure. Well, Matt had the, um, he had the on-ground experience of putting his body through this, but what do you think would have been happening inside nutritionally with just toast and salted butter?
0: Well, I don't think his bowels would have been having a great time. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, that explains cause... a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was it white bread? Yes. There's no fibre, which like mm. comes from plants, which means your bowels are just not going to cope very well. Mm. Um, and if it was just butter, I mean, plenty of energy for your sports. Don't get me wrong, but there was no protein to keep your muscles nice and strong either. Uh. And um. Well, by Australian regulations, um, flour is fortified with some vitamins, so he wouldn't have been completely destitute. But say if he did do it long term, he might have got scurvy.
2: <laughs> mm, that
1: sounds well. You would have been good a, for Instagram. You would have been pirating a bit of music at that age, so I'm yeah. sure it would have helped with the pirate appeal. <laughs>
0: I think I think teenage Matt would have looked good with some bleeding gums and missing teeth.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Geez. Oh god!
4: That's
1: all right. awful. Well, well. What other, I mean, you would have had many people say uh, that their diets too, what they've been eating. What are some other diets you've heard of in your in your field of study, Alison?
0: Um. All right. So I a few of the wild ones that I haven't actually come across personally. uh the carnivore diet, which is where you only eat meat and like meat products. So that includes like obviously butter, um, but, like, eggs and other dairy products, but, so like, no plants.
1: Everything has to have come from come an animal. from an animal, yep. <laughs> oh, okay. I, and are
2: people thinking that this is successful? Like, what are they – are they just trying to build muscle? What?
0: I don't know. Like, I, I see it as a form of, like, cleanse that it's a new keto diet or it's going to do X, Y, Z, make you so much healthier, blah, blah, blah. But – you know, we're meant to eat a range of different foods and our bodies don't cope well if you just only stick into one food group. Similar to the toast diet, that it's sure. just you're, you're narrowing it down too much.
2: Goodness. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> what about our other ones?
0: Um, oh, I have seen one that's the tapeworm diet, but that's just where you ingest a actual tapeworm to lose weight, which mm. I will heard never, ever, this. ever, ever recommend to anyone. What?
1: You've heard about I've this? Heard, what I've is heard it? heard about this, What, yeah. do you order it off the dark web or something? One I tapeworm, please? Clue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my- a good
1: point. Where do,
2: like, I, you can't get it from, like, Pets Paradise or anything <laughs> like that, can you? Like
1: it's not maybe
0: if well, you, you buy can, a pet but that just, already has the yeah. parasite
1: <laughs> yeah yeah okay fair enough <laughs> oh god all right so because the tapeworm eats the food that you're eating is that how it works
0: pretty much yeah
1: so your tapeworm gets healthy and you lose weight
0: yeah and you become malnourished delightful
1: okay so the tapeworm okay, diet good not the best yeah. um what else yeah. is in there
0: my favourite one that I have seen personally, it was a gentleman who worked as a truck driver. Um, he would stop at the local fish and chip shop. He would buy about eight potato scallops, and then on his like two-day, you know, run, would eat those eight potato scallops just over the two days. And that just was it. Literally. That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs>
1: That's the potato
2: cake. Come for two on, days. that can't be better than toast, honestly. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. But my problem with that diet was. <laughs> was that potato scallops should be nice and hot and crispy yep. like out of the deep fryer, and he's letting them sit there. He wasn't Ooh, even yeah. refrigerating them or, like, microwaving them. They were just sitting on the... Sitting on the well, dash
1: side. for two days <laughs> straight. I only see yeah. one problem with this, because potato, vegetable, so it needs, yeah. it needs to get a little bit else, get a bit of fruit in there. You need the pineapple fritter to um, to <laughs> supplement the diet, I think. you got the potato scallop potato there, pineapple fritter. I think there you're sorted. And then a chico roll for your meats, and away you go. Your protein, <laughs> off you go. So wait, why was the truck driver t- um, chatting to you?
0: He had uh, poorly controlled type two diabetes.
2: Oh no! Right, okay, so oh, so no. the, he needed to change his his ways. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
4: Well. Well,
2: wait. Okay, hold on. If you're so smart, Allison, <laughs> all right, all right, here we and go. And us with our us humble peasants with our toast diets and our you know eight potato scallops over two days <laughs> and our isn't the worms. correct way to eat. I'm sorry. Then uh, what should we? What is a good diet? Just give us a quick, quick, nice idea.
0: It's a very vague question because a good diet for any individual can be completely different, but in short, well-balanced, good source of fruit and veg, plenty of good carbohydrates and you know, good proteins and good fats, just a variety of good, fresh, whole foods.
1: There you go. <laughs> All right, There's
2: and the occasional no... <laughs> slice of toast. Okay, I get it, I get it. Thank you very hey, no, much.
0: No, uh, whole no, grains, whole grains are toast. There you um, go. I am an advocate for partial toast diet, we just need other stuff in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> need the whole sandwich, just not the outside. Alright, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alison. You're the best. You're more than
4: welcome. <laughs> Order up! Just how you like it.
2: It's perfect. Click, click, click. Click, click, click.
0: Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron.
1: Well, Matt, cool guys do not look at explosions. You just walk away, put on your sunnies and get on with business. However, um, when it comes to clickbait articles, we've got our own little rear vision mirror in the sunnies. And (laughs) that is our producer, Bronwyn. G'day, Bron.
2: Hello. You are the... Embodiment of a cool guy walking away from an explosion, Bron. We appreciate everything that you do, uh,
1: saving the world one click at a time. Yeah, and turning and around to admire your work, by the way. <laughs> who says cool guys can't look at explosions?
2: I look at explosions, fireworks. Exactly, fireworks are the one thing that almost everyone must stop to look at, no matter how. Uh, like even the toughest, yeah, this most staunch, bloody, spiky gangster. I bet, still stops and goes, oh, that's bloody beautiful. You know what we should do one time? Just go
1: to Sydney Harbour on New Year's Eve and just stand looking away from the fireworks, (laughs) just (laughs) acting real cool. Just like, yeah. What? It's exploding. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) How hot would that be? Um, Let's put that in the diary. Now, Bron, sorry, we've got distracted there. Been a good weekend of clicking?
3: Pretty good. There's been a lot of hacks going around. So I thought I'd do like a hack theme. Oh, uh, yes, please. Clickfish. Well,
1: all Day Breakfast listeners, you are the uh, the most handy people in the world due to the amount of hacks that we're able to put on, on the show during Clickfish. So, what do we got here, Bron?
3: So, this first one's from Seven News. Headline The Very Surprising Secret You Never Knew About Supermarkets Hot Roast Chickens.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. And they capitalise the very there? Yes, they yeah, capitalise okay. the very. All right. Very Well, surprising. I mean, because
2: the, the first thing I would think of is that they go on special closer towards the end of the day. But that that sh- they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare write an article with that headline with that absolutely obvious piece of advice.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't get a mind blown if that was what the, uh, the article's <laughs> about. What happens when you click through, Bron?
3: So someone on Facebook shared that they saw a person at the deli just ask if the hot roast chicken could be cut in half, and they did it. <laughs> um, so that's the hack. If you want oh half a roast chicken, you can ask for the deli person
1: to cut it in half. And then, wait, and then sell you half? Yes. Okay. Because I've seen half for sale, mm-hmm. I've seen for sale. Yeah, well, I mean, you sale. could just buy two halves as well. <laughs> sure. But... <laughs> So, they would have been no no halves left, and they asked, Would you mind cutting this in half? Yes. Okay. Do you know what?
2: I've, look, I was thinking about chickens the other day because, get this, right? The wing is the best limb of the chicken, right? Reckon? Delicious. No, drumstick. Yes, by miles. Nah, no. <laughs> and the thigh is the best meaty bit of it, okay? Whereas what do the you mean? breast and the drumstick. How can the wing the... be the best, but the
1: thigh be the best? <laughs>
2: Well, because the act—I'm no, saying the, the the thigh is the best meat, yeah. flavored meat. What the wing the, the best wing skin? is the best limb, right? For what reason? I'm talking about flavor here. It's okay? the most of work they're doing. They're doing so much work, and the breast dry and bland. The drumstick—that's rubbish, right? I I would suggest that while I don't agree with any sort of animal cruelty, all right, if we can get some of these free-range chickens to start walking on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> then we would get the best combo of food,
1: <laughs> all right? That's what I'm going to say. That is chicken. outrageous. <laughs> um, but it, it's go, it does go to show, Bron, that um, in this life, one of the great hacks is to ask people for something.
3: Yes. The <laughs> that you want.
1: A very okay. surprising way you can get salt at a dinner party you ask someone to pass the salt. <laughs> That's how you end up with salt. All right, All right, right.
2: so what are some <laughs> other hacks that you can just ask for? Let's let's find out more more clicks.
3: This one's also about hot chicken. So <laughs> <laughs> daily this is from the Daily Mail. The headline shopper is praised for her brilliant hot chicken hack that breaks oh. it up perfectly in a matter of seconds.
1: You ask them to break it up perfectly in a matter of seconds.
3: No, this is, this is when you're at home.
1: Okay, so you've bought the okay, whole thing, I, you get, get home.
2: I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. You keep the chicken in the bag and you literally just mush it with your hands <laughs> like you're <laughs> trying to start a fire with a stick. Yes. Just like absolutely yes. just <laughs> what, mush. Actually? That's
3: it. That's the <laughs> hack. So, yes. yeah, you keep it in the bag and you, like, shred it in the bag. I guess oh. it's so you don't have to... Have dirty dishes, or it just keeps it a bit
2: cleaner.
1: Apologies to the vegans and vegetarians listening <laughs> to that to today. <laughs> yeah, show. well,
2: I mean, where, where's the where's the hacks for getting the best crispiest tofu or something? You know what I mean? There's exactly. I'm not seeing that. This is discrimination.
1: Those articles don't get clicked on.
2: You know what it is. You know what it is, and I'm willing to go up against it. It's bloody big poultry. (laughs) Big poultry are the ones who are flossing these articles between the teeth of of the
1: media giants in Australia. Or you reckon um, a little little phone call at night and Kerry Stokes picks up the phone and says, Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Poultry. (laughs) Yes, Mr. (laughs) Steggles.
2: All right, Brian. what's next?
3: This last <laughs> one, this is from news.com. The headline Wooly's Bag Trick Solves Annoying Bread Problem.
1: Oh, all right. Wooly's oh, Bag Trick. And I should trick. say,
3: this one was sent in by Nick on Instagram. So thank okay, you. Okay, thank Nick. you, Nick.
2: And th- we always love g- asking. We are willing to take the hit for you. If you yeah. do see an article you don't want to click, hit us up at matt.n.alex. All
1: right, so the bread, the bag trick
2: for bread.
3: Mm hmm. Bag I'm, trick you know, solves annoying bread problems. So are these
1: the 10 cent big bags that you purchase if you don't have your green bags that day?
3: No, this could be done in any bag.
1: Okay. <laughs> annoying bread problem. What is an annoying bread problem, Matt?
2: Well, you can't put it at the bottom of the bag because it gets squashed. That is true. Okay, so you have to leave... The bread goes at the, ve- the very end. Once you've levelled the bag... You put the bread at the very top and then there's just enough room for yeah. you to get the two handles over the bread. Is that right, Bron?
1: You bloody
3: nailed it. Oh, oh my <laughs> God, oh! yes!
1: Man, yes. you need to start making news every day with these incredible pieces of knowledge yes. that you have.
2: Oh, my gosh. I live... I mean, I you know, I'm just speaking my truth, guys. I'm just
1: speaking my truth. So it's the bread hack is to put your bread on the top.
3: Yeah, so they... <laughs> Thank you. It gets it gets squashed otherwise. This is from an ex checkout worker. Yep. They said an easy way to make sure you don't end up with squished bread is, is to, to n- put, put is the to heavy not squish it. <laughs> you put the heavy items on the bottom and you put the softer oh. items on the top.
0: Oh. Well, there you go.
1: Oh my goodness gracious me! Um, um, people breathing a sigh of relief today, <laughs> slapping their foreheads. <laughs> How did we not, not? Thank you, journalism, for bringing us the best ways to live. All right, well, Brad, we've done very well this week. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank I will have you. a successful uh, outing today at uh, yep. one of the only places you can go. So it's good to know.
2: May your sandwiches be light and fluffy and not squish. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, we often hear conversations at the moment about COVID and how it's clogging up the health system. Um, And sometimes it's a little bit unclear to understand what that might even mean or the rippling effects that it has uh, down the line. Um, So I thought we'd chat to our next guest, who I'll straight up admit is a good friend of mine. We went to uni together, but he's also the producer of a podcast called The Sure Thing, which is one of the biggest podcasts uh, of the last 12 months. It is, uh, I would say, Australia's premier white-collar crime podcast. True white-collar crime. Yeah, about (laughs) two mates who went on the, uh, I'm just going to, I'll say the the fraud trip of a lifetime, uh, the embezzlement... (laughs) tour of a of a lifetime. <laughs> um, but his son, our next guest's son, also has a cleft palate and was recently in hospital for an important surgery. And one thing led to another. Um, and I will let uh, Lap explain that. He is Lap Fan and he is here with Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Please welcome to the show, Lap Fan.
4: Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having me on
1: the show. No, thanks for jumping on, Lap. First things first, this podcast, um, uh, people getting a a little bit embezzly and you took a good old look into it. Tell us about, I mean, this is more than just a hand in the cookie jar. This is all the way up to the (laughs) armpit in the biscuit box. Um, Can you tell us about your podcast, The Sure Thing?
4: Yeah, well, The Sure Thing is just about two, two young guys, right? And they met up after university and they contrived to like rot the system so they hatched this plan at a beach house to take sensitive unreleased data from the ABS and trade that data on the forex market which is the currency market so you know it's basically a crystal ball you know they can predict which way the dollar would go and you know if it's like the info is good and it's better than the market expects the dollar goes up and if if it's worse dollar fall. So either way, like their bank balances goes up and you
1: know. So you're telling me that this is the closest thing that this that we could humanly get to the Back to the Future sports almanac where <laughs> where Biff goes back in time and can tell from this particular information the direction of a couple of winners and losers.
4: Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to have that information from an ABS worker. So just before, like, the government releases this number, Chris Hill would, like, you know, go into the ABS office, write down these things, write down these details, and put them in his pocket, goes out of the door, goes and meets his mate, gives it to his mate, and then his mate would just trade on it.
1: Wow. And the thing is,
4: it's it's really just about their friendship and the betrayal of that friendship because they, they first contrived to make only $200,000, which sounds like a lot, but when you split it up, right? Sure. Which is hundred, and then they pay tax on it because that's what they, you know, to legitimize themselves, they thought they should pay tax on it. So they'll only end up with $50,000 each. So it's not that much.
1: And if they'd pulled the pin at that point, they would have walked away, but they decided to uh, to get a little bit hungry. Oh,
4: one of them, yeah. The the trader, Lucas Kame, he, he had grander plans, and he ended up making just shy of $8 million in seven months.
2: Oh! <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, well, when you're making that much bank, people start getting a bit suspicious, hey? I mean, you're turning up to the party with you know, bagged wine the one week and then, <laughs> then you got the the Hennessy pouring out the booty of Maserati the next week. People are a
4: little bit suspicious. Well, when they busted him, they found like Rolex watches and pamphlets for a Ferrari. And so he was like making a lot of bank.
1: Goodness oh, gracious. Wow. And he
4: also, he also bought a house on the block, which was worth 3.4 million dollars.
1: Well, as in, wait, were you, do, you mean, do you mean the TV show, The Block?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: the TV show, The Block, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness what, the block this, Did four. these people not
2: understand? Real Gs roll in silence like lasagna. Lil, <laughs> Lil Wayne
1: said it a long time ago. Yeah, you can't be rolling up under Shelly Craft's nose and think you're going to get away with it. <laughs>
2: Well, lap. It is called the short thing. It sounds incredible. But look, I also wanted to talk to you about a situation that you found yourself in recently. Tell us about your son, Fox.
4: So yeah, so Fox was born with a cleft lip and palate. It's a basically when the face gets fused together. His face didn't fuse, so there's a big space in his like lip and the roof of his mouth, so there's a big hole. It's basically what, you know, Joaquin Phoenix has, you know. and mm. You know, so because he has that, he can't talk properly. He'll have speech impediment problems, so he can't eat properly. Every time we feed him, like, he, re- like he regurgitates it out of his nose and it is painful to watch.
2: And this is every mealtime, isn't it?
4: This is every mealtime, yeah. So he had to have this palate surgery to fuse the hole in his mouth.
1: Because it is something that is fixable lap and you can go on and win Oscars and uh, all sorts of things, as many people have done, uh, including walking fetuses you mentioned. But um, there, there's a certain time frame as to when the surgery needs to happen, isn't there?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all happens at development at mentally important times. So the cleft palate, they need to fuse that at about uh, nine to ten months. So that, you know, it's just before babies learn to talk, Mm. so they need that the top palate to to be able to make an echo sound. Without that echo sound, you won't be be able to like speak properly. So it's really time sensitive, you know. So when he was in hospital, he was exposed to COVID, and which meant we had to then self isolate, Um, and it also meant that that whole surgical team had to self-isolate as well. And we're talking about like a big, big, big unit, like every nurse, surgeon, doctor, patient that was in contact with that, that COVID person, up to a 100 people had to self-isolate.
3: From so that, that, that one
4: contact? From that one contact. So that means, like, all the surgeries for two weeks had to be cancelled. And these are really time-sensitive um, surgeries. And I can, you know, from someone who's seen the impact of the surgery, like, it's really heartbreaking. Because Fox, after the the surgery, like, he's absolutely thriving. Like, he's battling, He's, like, eating three times as much. He's put on so much weight because, you know, it doesn't hurt him anymore. mm And he's like, he's saying mama now. And he's like, he's he's not saying dada. Obviously, but saying mama,
1: <laughs> got to lift your game. Like. got to lift he's your game. Abs. Like. ABS. <laughs> he's saying abs, abs. He's trying yeah, to get ABS. the details. Yeah. That's <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> but it, it does show because, yeah, I guess you're lucky to to have the surgery go through. But as 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 you mentioned, in two weeks really? of cancelled surgeries, it is that really that uh, taking the pressure off the hospital system. And yeah, you're in one of those situations where that knock-on effect is that really invisible uh, damage that is being done from the, this most recent outbreak.
4: Yes, yeah, not just the knock-on effects. This one, it's like they pile up, right? They keep piling and piling up,
1: mm-hmm. and
4: the doctors and nurses are just really playing catch-up, and they've got to be taken off their duties, their full-time duties, because they're they're redeployed as COVID personnel, you know. So it's it's a yeah, it's it's not It's good.
2: a huge drain, and look. It's really lucky that you guys were able to get the surgery beforehand. It's so unlucky there were so many other um, kids who weren't able to get their surgeries.
4: These are time-sensitive sort of um, surgeries. Mm. You know, the kids definitely need them when, you know, the doctors say they need them.
1: Definitely. It just goes to show that uh, following the rules, doing the right thing and uh, going to get the vaccination to uh, protect yourself and, the, and your family and these vulnerable people who do need to go through hospital for uh, other ailments as well. It's a really good thing to keep in mind when we're uh, moving our way towards hopefully a uh, a bit more of a brighter a brighter Australia over the next few weeks and months. LAP fan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you oh, on. Thanks, uh, hope things go well as and the, uh, the data comes out not too far away at all. Um, we're really, really rooting for you on that front. Teach Fox the words "Matt and Alex"
2: podcast. Yeah. Okay, that's what that's what he needs to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks so much, Lab, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks, guys.
4: Cheers. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero.
1: Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast for today. That is a wrap on today's show. But, Mato Kine, we do have time for one more item, and that is a voice memo, which you can send us on any time for any topic. Um, Brendan got in touch on the topic of diets because he had a good, good one that his friend had, so we're going to play that for you before we go. But uh, other than that, we'll be back with another big episode tomorrow.
2: Yeah, thanks so much to LabFan for joining us and sharing his story. Uh, please check out The Sure Thing wherever you get your podcasts. And also please keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. We always love to hear from you. All right, all the best, and we'll see you then. G'day, Matt and Alex. Uh, a mate of mine had a special diet
1: when his parents went away for a few weeks. Uh, he decided to eat nothing but fish fingers literally nothing but fish fingers and turns out the old fish fingers aren't very nutritious so after a few weeks of that he came down with scurvy (laughs) he was in his early 20s at the time so it's not like he was a child he had a (laughs) license and everything so he could have gone out and got himself some other food but didn't came down with scurvy it's all Captain bird's eye
3: (laughs) that's it the all day breakfast kitchen is closed got something to add
0: to the show slide into our dms at matt.and.alice listener